Good day, California, and indeed America, if that's where you're listening from. This is the Bankruptcy Professor with episode two of the podcast. I thought today I'd do a quick podcast. We'll keep it short and brief. I know many of you have busy lives and are looking for some quick information, and hopefully I can provide you some good stuff today. And the topic of the discussion today, number one, is please go check out the first introductory episode of the podcast so that you can understand what this podcast will probably be about as I pro- progress through these episodes. But number two on the list is to talk about bankruptcy planning. And before I start talking, I have to put my disclaimer there to say, look, I'm not a lawyer. I don't give legal advice. If you want to or consider are considering filing bankruptcy, please contact an attorney in your area for legal advice on that. You're only going to get my personal story of what I did and what, how I experienced the bankruptcy process. All right, having said that, here's a few things that uh, I would recommend from a planning perspective now, if you're in the process of starting to realize and you've come to the grips that bankruptcy is probably going to be your only option. Number one, it starts with just that recognition and it starts with realizing it's okay. There are some folks out there that have a moral aversion to bankruptcy because you're not living up to your word and not able to pay back debt. But keep in mind that you may have had the right intentions to pay it back. And most people that file bankruptcy do have those intentions and they only did it because they got in over their heads. That was certainly the case for me. I had every intention of paying the back and I had paid on all my debts for years and years and years. I just came to the grips of realizing that I couldn't do it anymore. And I had to stop paying so that I could really get my head wrapped around what my debt really was and how to start the preparation process. So planning for a bankruptcy is is the most critical part of the process. And this is something that, you know, crosses the line of legal ethics from lawyers. Like they can't tell you things legally on what you can do to plan for your bankruptcy. But bankruptcy planning is very critical to a successful case. And uh, it's not only about what you don't do, but it is what about you do. It is what, let me, let me rephrase that. It's not just about what you don't do. It's also about what you do do to uh, prepare. Um, there's plenty of stuff online about things not to do before bankruptcy, you know, running up thousands of dollars of charges on your credit card and taking out a bunch of loans right before bankruptcy and then filing, you know, within 90 days, Um, you know, and then there's a bunch of stuff to to not do during your, your case when you're filing your petition, which things like hiding assets or transferring assets to a spouse or relative or uh, someone, uh, you know, unrelated to you even, uh, as a as a means to defraud the bankruptcy court, uh, all that stuff won't fly. It won't stand in court, and you will lose your case, and you could be fined or go to jail for that stuff. So, uh, that's legit and true. Now, uh, if you plan correctly, you have absolutely none, nothing to worry about in in the bankruptcy case um, and throughout the process. Everything's fine. Everything's going to be fine. And uh, careful planning is is key. So, some things you might want to do that I did that certainly helped me have some sanity and helped me uh, recognize uh, and put my ducks in a row. Number one, I opened a new bank account uh, while I could before bankruptcy. Opened a new checking and a new savings account. Um, 
to a we're at a bank where I didn't owe them any money. So if you have a Chase credit card, don't go get a Chase checking account <laughs> uh, or, or any of the major banks, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. If you owe them any money for any debt, whether it be a car loan, a personal loan, a student loan, a, a credit card, any sort of loan to the bank, don't get a checking account at that same bank. Go get a checking account at some bank that you don't uh, have any debt towards. Um, I would strongly recommend you look at online banks, like Ally Bank um, is a good one. Um, And most people don't owe them any money unless you have an Ally Bank car loan or one of their new Ally Bank credit cards. But they're relatively new in the space and it's it's a very uh, FDIC insured bank and, and it's a good option to look at. Ally Bank or a local credit union. Uh, that you don't have an account with and you don't have, owe them any money. Or if you you know want to look to the major banks, go ahead. If you don't owe them any money. But absolutely do that. And start moving your money there. You start having your paycheck put in there. Just so that it's free and clear. And close out or put those accounts down to zero for the banks. If you happen to have a checking or savings account with a bank where you owe them money. Make sure you get all that money out of there before you file bankruptcy. There are ways for those banks to take that money. Uh, you don't want them to freeze your account. Um, I can tell you Wells Fargo and Union Bank are very well known to do that. So especially if you have Wells Fargo or Union Bank, it's all over the internet. This is public information. I'm not trying to disparage Wells Fargo or Union Bank, but uh, they, uh, and my lawyer reaffirmed this, uh, they will actually, they will freeze your account and take that money uh, to provide to the trustee of your bankruptcy case should they deem it necessary. So Get your money to a new bank so it's safe. And it is going to be safe there because they can't go take that money uh, if you don't owe them any money. So number one, that's the first thing I did. And I'm really glad I did that because I did have accounts with Wells Fargo and I did owe them money. A small amount of money. I think I owed them like $1,200 or something. Relative to my big pie of $170,000 in unsecured debt, they only owed, I only owed them $1,200. But I didn't want that. Um, I didn't want any dollars in that, that checking account anymore at Wells Fargo, so I got rid of it. Um, so that's key. Number two, rec- and if this is a really applies to if you have student loans, and this is something that I wish I would have done a long time ago and didn't do. If you have student loans, you have to know that they will very likely not be discharged in a bankruptcy case. Almost 100% certainty they won't be discharged. Very rare exceptions. You know, if you owe 200000 in student loan debt and you only make 35000 a year, you might get them discharged. You might. But for most, most Americans filing for bankruptcy, your student loans are going to survive the bankruptcy. Whether you owe 20000 or 200000 doesn't matter. You're going to have to pay them at some point. So if you're in the very early stages of considering bankruptcy, um, use whatever method you can that's legal to get those student loans paid off because they're going to be around after. So you're better off paying them off anyway now. And that means if you need to consolidate to an unsecured debt to pay those student loans off so that they're gone and then pay on that, pay on that unsecured debt, you might want to do that, provided you don't do it within a reasonable amount of time before bankruptcy. You know, If you have six months to a year before you're going to file or two years, um, and you may, you probably do have that much time in most cases, um, you might want to look at your student loan balance and say, how can I get this paid off? Can I take out a personal loan to pay off my student loans? Uh, assuming it's legit and legal, and the, the bank will let you do that. Um, 
And that way you have an unsecured personal loan debt to the bank. That is dischargeable in bankruptcy should you be unable to pay that in the future. And I did not do that, and I should have. Um, I should have done it years ago so I could wipe out those student loans. And then, um, you know, and if you can pay on that loan and, and pay on that loan as long as you can, you know what I mean? And, and keep it current because that shows a good faith effort that you're trying to pay back that loan. Um, now, for some of you, that may seem like you're scamming the system. You're really not, to be honest, because you're paying off a debt with a new debt and you're going to pay on that new debt as long as you can. And hopefully, you, maybe you'll be able to pay it all off. That would be great before you file bankruptcy. But if you can't, you can't. And it has to be part of your case. But it, it is a way to get around the student loan problem, um, provided you take out the loan with ethical reasons. And, and, I, and I mean, you tell the bank this is going to be used to consolidate your student loan debt, and you're going to pay it off. Um, and if you're transparent with that and it becomes an unsecured personal loan that is dischargeable in bankruptcy should you not be able to pay for it. All right. Some people will have an ethical problem with that, but I'm just telling you that um, uh, you won't be questioned on that. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that's so important to recognize that student loans should be a high priority debt. Same thing with tax debt, by the way. Tax debt's not going anywhere. So pay off that tax debt. Um, and if you have to stop paying on your credit cards just to pay off your student loans and your tax debt, do that. Do that uh, before you file bankruptcy. Other thing to consider in your planning process is um, don't pay a large amount of money to any one creditor before you file bankruptcy. This is on the internet as well. You can find this information, but this is something that will be challenged if you do this. Let's say you have um, let's say you have five credit cards and you owe each one $10,000 and you happen to have an extra $10,000 laying around in your bank account and you decide to pay off one of those credit cards and give them all $10,000 uh, and then you file for bankruptcy uh, a month later. Um, that will not fly. So um, don't, you're better off paying nothing and keeping your $10,000 than paying uh, one creditor too much money. There is, a, there is a magic threshold number that the courts use, um, and it seems to be roughly $600. So if you, if you pay $600 or more to one creditor within 90 days of filing bankruptcy, uh, the bankruptcy court can actually sue that creditor to get that money from them to pay off your other creditors. Um, so it, it delays your case, and it's a, it's a hassle. So you're better off just not paying anybody anything than paying too much to one creditor. Um, very, very important. The other, uh, another key planning piece is your um, retirement accounts. Uh, this is something that uh, I learned the, the hard way um, years ago before I even considered filing what not to do. And that is do not take any money out of your retirement account to pay off debt. Do not do it. Do not do it. It is not worth it. And the biggest reason there is uh, all your retirement accounts are protected in a bankruptcy case. They can't touch it. So if you've got a 401k that's got $50,000 in it and you have uh, you know, $150,000 in debt and you think, oh, I got to take out this money to pay off some of this debt and, and you have to file bankruptcy later, well, you just wasted $50,000. So keep that money at all costs. The only exception to that, I would, I would argue it'd be worth it is if you have $50,000 in debt and you have $50,000 in your 401k and you could pay off all your debt and avoid bankruptcy, absolutely do that instead. <laughs> then you would take it out and pay off all your debt. But 
if you owe a large amount to the point where you realize you're not going to be able to pay it off even with retirement funds, don't take out the retirement funds. Just keep it because you're going to have it after your bankruptcy is over and it's not going anywhere. And it's going to continue to grow if you have it invested in a good um, yeah, a good mutual fund or a good index fund or a bond or, or you know, in some sort of protected growth stock mutual fund type situation. Uh, you'll be fine keeping that money. So those are some key planning points there. Uh, there's a lot more, um, and I would encourage you to research and, and read up on those things. Those are some things that are definitely real life. Um, and uh, I'll leave you with one last one last thing, and that involves planning with, with your cash on hand and your, and your money in your checking account. You know, when you file bankruptcy, um, you shouldn't have any money in your accounts, and you shouldn't hide any money either. So if you have, you know, $3,000 in your checking account and you take out a $3,000 withdrawal and then file bankruptcy and list that you have $0 in cash, uh, the trustee is going to say, um, what'd you do with that $3,000 you took out the day before you filed bankruptcy? So uh, they'll ask for receipts. They ask for your bank statements. So it's all on the up and up. You have to provide six months of bank statements and six months of pay stubs. And you have to report whatever cash you have on hand on your petition the day you file. So, so be on the up and up with your money. You're better off spending it, not hiding it. So spend it on stuff you know you're going to need after you file bankruptcy. Things like paper towels, toilet paper, medicine, uh, food, you know, stock up your freezer. Um, uh, any sort of household goods that you need to, to keep up your household. Maybe you have some car repairs you need to do to get your car working. Maybe you have some medical work that you need to get done, some lab testing, some dental work uh, that you need to get done. Use the money. You're better off using it than hiding it because if you hide it, they're going to question it and then you're going to lose it and then you're going to possibly face a fine or imprisonment. So spend the money, but spend it on stuff you know you're going to use it on anyway eventually. So that way it's not wasted. And if you need to buy... Three months stock up of paper towels and toilet paper and in medicine and great that you have it. So you don't need to spend it later. So it's just you've prepaid for it. And uh, that's a hard thing for some people to, rec- to, to grasp because they want to hold on to, you know, cash because they think they need it as a safety net. But the, if, you, if you do take out, for example, $3,000 in cash out of your checking account and you and you, and you report that you have it legitimately, honestly, on, the, on your petition that you have $3,000 in cash, he's going to ask for that cash or she's going to ask for that cash if it's a female trustee. So the trustee will, will take it. So you're better off just using it and using it on necessary household goods, things like food, medicine, household supplies. Um, don't go out and buy a new Bose speaker system. Uh, they will ask why and they will, they will ask for that Bose speaker system. <laughs> <laughs> so um, use it on necessary household goods and you will not even be questioned about it. And I'll give you a good example. Um, before I filed, I had to go spend $1,000 at Costco and I got exactly what I just said. Food, paper towels, toilet paper, water, uh, medicine, allergy medicine, um, stuff that I knew I was going to need to spend anyway. And uh, my grocery bill for the next three months was pretty low. <laughs> because I already had all this food. It was fantastic, actually. Didn't have to go to the grocery store very much. So, um, so it's not such a bad thing. It, it's, it's, it's disheartening to part with such a larger amount of money on stuff that's like, ah, I don't need to spend all this right now. But you will need to spend it eventually over the course of several months. So just spend it. Just, that way you have it. Okay? All right. Well, hopefully those planning tips will help. 
uh, as you're in the process of considering. Um, I'm going to continue to obviously put out additional podcast episodes and we'll talk about different topics each time. Like I said, I wanted to keep it kind of short and sweet today and, you know, nice 15, 20 minutes of good information and hopefully this was helpful for you. And I'll be back soon in the near future for another episode. Have a great day, California and indeed America, if that's where you're listening from.